0: Welcome to the second episode of the World Cinema Film Club. I'm your host, as always, Edward Jones, and joining me, of course, is my co host, the Professor Mr. Stephen Palmer. Hola! On tonight's episode, we travel to Mexico for 2020's New Order, the story of the band that got together after the, the death of Ian Curtis and moved from the ashes of Joy Division to form the phenomenal group that is only second to the Pet Shop Boys. No, I'm kidding, of course. Um, We are, of course, talking about uh, the Mexican uh, film, of the same name, in which the gap between the social classes in Mexico erupts in violent upheaval. The poor rise up against the rich and the military rise against everybody. Stephen, this is your pick. Is this a film you'd seen before or is this something that just sort of took your interest?
1: No, it's a film I'd seen before. I watched it late last year. I was on one of my... Let's go to HMV in town runs and you know there's a oh there's three DV five DVDs for twenty quid kind of thing. And I was hunting around and I was just attracted by the cover. I was in the obviously in the world cinema section and it was green, which is kind of unusual. Not many things have green covers these days. And um I like and, and you may have been joking. But the, just the phrase "New Order" did appeal because they are like one of my favourite bands. I realised it wasn't going to be like anything to do with them, but that is part of the reason we are we watching it anyway. He
0: went for Peter so, Hook to show up.
1: oh yeah! So I um say something horrible about poor Catherine Aherney. Um, anyway, um, true. I. Yeah, bought a collection of things, random stuff, and I didn't really think much of it. Although it was, um, you know, it's done on the Mubi label, which I'm quite a fan of anyway. Obviously, I think we've both done the subscription of it, so I didn't need to buy it. Could have got it on the subscription. Anyway, I watched it. uh, I think November last year, and I was blown away. I haven't felt this affected by a movie for a long time. Um, but obviously, I didn't have an avenue to talk about it, really, um, until you came up with the idea of our little spin-off show here. And I did think, you know, it's very easy when we talk about world cinema to go for a bunch of classics, you know. I'm sure we'll, you know, we've already done Werner Herzog, we'll probably hit, I don't know, Pedro Almodovar, we'll probably hit, you know, a few other, Vim Vendors, people like that. Um but obviously, you know, just like it is on the Asian show, lots of lots of things are still, you know, it's still an alive thing happening. I was like, oh, this is a this is a new modern film. Now, it's not without controversy, which we might talk about. But I personally was just blown away by it. It was, you know, it's as we'll talk about. It's um, I won't say I was happy watching it, <laughs> but, but as an experience, I found it outstanding. I hope you hopefully you enjoyed it as well
0: yes I mean this was a uh, first time watching myself as um, I had no idea what I was getting into and the film I got was actually very different than the film that I thought was also getting as well because I tend to when, when you're on Mumbai, you have the Mumbai description which is baffling and then you have the you know the description of what the film is actually about and then if you wish to baffle yourself even further you can like look at the comments section see what uh, move by users are saying about it and Often they have some very grandiose ideas on uh, what the score is. But, no, Mumbai is uh, definitely a, it's a streaming service for definitely the more cinematic adventurous. Um Certainly through there, because I took a, a quick trial just so I could watch this, and I ended up watching Between the Lines three times in the same weekend as well. But that's for another day to discuss that film. But uh, this one, as I said, it's... It it starts off and I thought, oh, this is just going to be about you know the uprising of the the poor against the rich, a very sort like Eat the rich sort of film, and we're going to have this uh, whole situation taking place at a wedding because the opening of the film it's said a Senator society wedding and it's essentially the one percent of that are there. You've got corrupt politicians, you've got business people, and you've got their children who are all awful and they're all basically bossing around the, uh, the servants and openly talking about how they're ripping off the poor and how they're making all these sort of like corrupt business decisions. And it's during this that, uh, we see these, um, what should we talk, call the revolutionaries.
1: Yeah. There's Actually. clearly sort of, it, it's hinted at by things that people say. There's a little sequence at the beginning as well, isn't there, which you don't really understand till later. but um, they the they, 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 there's um it, there's a there's, there's a sort of a populist uprising <clears throat> movement going on and they' they're like throwing green paint aren't they at um and, and at um people green for the flag the Mexican flags there's a lot of red white and green in this film it's all over the place but yeah theres sort of, there's this background you're sort of hearing about it on the TV and people are talking about it it's basically the poor people are sort of protesting. I don't think it's really, it's not viewed to be much more than that. But it's obviously, this isn't quite contemporary Mexico. I mean, the, the, all the sort of blurb calls it like a dystopian future. It feels like a dystopian now to me. Um, and I don't know Mexico at all. So I have no idea what it's like there. Um, the director is Mexican, but... It sounds a bit of a character. Anyway, but um yeah, it but it's there and and, and like you say, we go we, we're at this society wedding. Um we're clearly meant to empathize with the female characters. Is it Marianne? Is that her name? I think it is.
0: Yeah, Marianne, she's yep. the bride to be and during her wedding which I said there's there's armed guards it's basically a, a fortified compound that this wedding is taking place in there's uh, guards everywhere but apparently nobody's bothered to cover the wall because that's where these revolutionaries turn up but at the same time the one of the former servants has come to the door and he's looking to borrow money for, to pay for his wife for operation. All the menfolk at this, this wedding basically want to get rid of him as quick as possible but Marianne's this kind-hearted soul amongst all these assholes who basically tries to to get some money and ends up driving him uh, out to to see his wife um, all the while avoiding the chaos that is then erupting at this wedding party as these activists basically turn up start robbing everybody and uh, and causing a big kerfuffle and that's
1: <laughs> more like a fuffle. They're killing people, <laughs> they're robbing people. I mean it's like, yeah, it just at this moment the whole thing explodes. It feels a bit organised and what's happening at the party is just what's happening in the rest of the the city and, and I assume country and microcosm. There's rioting, there's looting. Um yeah what do you know, we it...
0: see going to the city? I mean obviously Marianne's um with this this seven and um they're driving for the city and there's basically people looting and setting fire to things on the streets and it's always interesting when they ever they show people having uprising, they're always like burning stuff on their own doorstep. They don't like go a couple of blocks over and trash their stuff. They're always like just so excited to be right and they're just smashing everything outside their own doorstep. And um you would have thought, you know, just go smash the rich people's things rather than your own things, but you know it's uh, it's as if there's chaos everywhere and the military basically decide to intervene and they install a curfew and basically beat back the protesters and install a military rule. And this is where the film sort of enters into its second half, where we get to see society now living under this military dictatorship. At the same time... There's a subsection of the military that are running their own kidnapping plot, which uh, Marianne soon finds herself caught up in.
1: Yeah, so the, I think, and I think this is a little bit is where some of the criticisms of the film, I think, are a bit mis not misguided. People can be upset, but I know me- I know people in Mexico are quite upset about this film. But the thing, I guess, we've skipped is all those rich people were white-faced <laughs> they were pale skinned they were Caucasian they were, or if they weren't Caucasian they were very light-skinned and the 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 people that in in the uprising were very much I don't know what to call it Latino um darker skinned and there was this there's this there's this whole thing on the internet where loads of people are really upset because they're like saying oh the white people were just being nice and capitalist and doing the right thing and then they got hurt by terrible black people and this can't be right it's racist blah 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 and the thing is the people doing the worst stuff were the military who i think were represented by all both i mean it was just it was just a repetition of what was going on you know there, there were there are white people at the top of the military and then there are not white people and white people who were the grunts. And and like you say, they've kidnapped a whole bunch of people um under the pretense, they kidnapped Marianne under the pretense that they're going to take her back. And then they're just setting up this work out how rich everybody is. And they work out these sort of ransoms and they co-opt other poor people into sort of being their intermediaries as if to give them plausible deniability all the while they're just raping them and torturing them and terrible but I, I just don't think it was a to me it wasn't a race thing it was kinda i know Mexico's in central America or actually in North America isn't it but this felt like it could be some central American so or, or southern American state you know where we hear things like what happened in Argentina or in um Brazil even i mean it has, it had echoes of what happened in Brazil, not that long ago, when they had their own version of Jan the 6th. In fact, it feels like January the 6th, doesn't it? Where just some of these people that feel unrepresented try and rise up, and you can have your own political views whether that's right or wrong or not. But the military knock it down, and the military always seem to be in these kind of states. It happened in Spain as well, of course, didn't it, with Franco that these sort of military dictatorships tend to take over. And they're worse than anything. And it's just horrible, mate. I see, but I just see, so I know I'm a bit rambly, but I just I just read these reviews and they're all one star or five stars. It's-
0: yeah, no, but they, they seem to be very uh, sensitive to the fact that this is a movie which is kind of very nihilistic in its approach to mm. everything. And yes, I mean, when you obviously have this, these scenes of these uh these, these mass kidnap farms that the, these uh, military subsections have set up. And they do, de- they, like, all the people in them, they don't have names, they just have numbers, which are scrolled in marker on their forehead. And it gave me, like, real flashbacks to that whole situation over in the Gulf where you had um, American soldiers that were, like, caught humiliating Iraqi soldiers. Um, and captives that that they had, where they were like stacking them in human pyramids and making them like wear bags over their heads and things like this. All these like de- dehumanizing photos that were like coming out of there. and I was like getting real flashbacks when I'm seeing these sequences where you've got these former these former rich socialite types, so now being kidnapped and like reduced to the lowest number, um, and basically being forced to sleep in uh, in bunkers and and. Subjected to torture, as you said, and it's even worse for the female captives. Which you're kind of always waiting for that that pe- that shoe to drop, really. And sexual violence is never fun, and I think here it certainly was wasn't fun. nor it felt needed in many ways. It's like, well, what are we achieving by adding this extra layer of shock to this film? Um, I think just like the treatment that you had of the captives, I think was enough. We didn't need to go that extra mile, certainly in the sequence. So
1: um i i mean nihilism darkness this film has got it in spades um and you know and there are no happy endings right that's I'm, I'm not well we'll probably end up spoiling it, but you know this is not a film to come out with the um with faith in the human spirit and don't get attached to anyone <laughs> <because> <laughs> they ain't gonna survive and it's but i, I you know i i do person i do like these kind of um i don't know why Probably because I've probably because 'cause I've lived in a generation that never went to war, who's never really known war on our doorstep. I love these life during wartime type of films. I know this wasn't technically a war. But yeah, but and, and then you just think that how dark people get and how quick it happened. I mean, the time in this movie, the like you say, the first act is happening like over an afternoon. My suspicion is that the rest of the movie is happening over a period of weeks and months, isn't it? Because the new routines, rations, and queues and and workbooks and things like that are are Implemented over the in the second half of the movie, sort of feels like over, over a period of time. So, I guess Marianne is, is held captive for months, isn't she? So, yeah,
0: definitely. So, and you see just how quickly that this new military state springs up. And I mean, it can we could have almost covered this over on um, it happened here, my show. Mm. Um, because as I said it is, this this uprising of a new society, it's sort of like, Oh, what happens if a military coup took over? and we with the film it never has one single viewpoint, we're constantly switching viewpoints throughout the film between like the rich socialite types, Marianne and obviously her experiences in this torture farm and uh, the family of the guy that she's uh, trying to help and in particular the um, this, what, the young son who's uh
1: sort of the, drive, the guy that drove her and his mother, that, that's right, they sort of get involved, um, I guess because, you know, he was there when, when, when Marianne was captured by the military, but they sort of their users go betweens to go and get money from the the Marianne's family and and then they just get completely set up. Yeah, and we <laughs> because... see like how he's
0: like trying to get across the city but he's like constantly like roadblocks and you've got to go and get like the work permit, but you can't go past you're gonna get he's there trying to get to the work permit office but obviously the roads blocked off and the military at this point they don't care they just shoot anyone as mm. we see they so like you if you're out after have to care for you you get shot if you go the wrong way you get shot if they don't like you you get shot and just how even when the military takes over, the situation doesn't improve. You still have the extreme the poor and the extreme rich, and uh, the same exploit is happening here. And I think it's this "eat the rich" message that um, certainly seems to have got a lot of people's backs up for some reason. Um, I don't understand why, in particular, there's a lot of uh, reviewers that are getting so sort of uh I, I mean, of about I that mean, message. I,
1: I mean, the problem is, is that this. I mean, I we're both i quite sort of left leaning people and i do think this film can be portrayed as a bit of a love letter for the right wing <laughs> and say, and cuz it can say oh, look at the poor people that are uprising thankfully a good strong military will put them down and that's what you need is a bit of order cuz it's quite clear nothing all that come you know at the end of this there's been a, there's been a popular uprising you know may, maybe whatever you might think of you know the violence that was used there was reasons that they uprose but at the end of the day everybody who's in charge remains in charge just with the military now and 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 the same faces are there aren't they at the end at the final scene we 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 take we go to you know one of those classic things of a dictatorship a football stadium hanging yeah where they're hanging a whole bunch of people And one of them, of course, is someone that we know. I've had nothing to do with the bloody uprising, and it's just the rich people and some military people that they, and even up to then, you know, there's been the rich people have gone to see the police and the military, and they're all their old friends, and they're going to help them out, and blah blah blah. And it's dark. And what's more, actually, the military also will. They will hide the ugliness of some of the things that have gone on by turning on those lower ranks. That little group that you talked about that have done this kidnapping, they're dealt with because they're embarrassing the military, but the truth won't out. They still frame people for the murder, oh, yeah, so that the military don't get blamed for. It. It's oh, terrible. It, it's
0: sort of like you're not sure if the the
1: upper brass actually knew about it and they're just more upset the fact that it's been exposed. Um, yeah, I think that I mean that that was my take on it, that they're, they're covering up something that they didn't know was happening. Because, yeah,
0: they certainly... They, they first of all, they, they obviously, like, kill all the people that are involved in this operation. And at the same time, they set up this whole cover-up <laughs> to... It's like further bury it even further. It's no longer the fact that you know we found this this operation, we shut it down. It's sort of like they just cover up. Every, it's sort of like a scorched earth approach to to dealing with these problems. Um, and it did obviously. While well, we obviously have certain characters that they get highlighted more than others, we, it is mainly on like the rich side that we get old characters like get names and they get more sort of fleshed out. And we only get like one or two characters, such as. The aforementioned, like um, former servant who's like trying to get money for funny um, money for his uh, wife's operation, the housekeeper Marta, and her son Christian, um, but everyone else is kind of anonymous in this film. Mm. They're just sort of like just known by association. But I did kind of like the when you see like how the new work camps work, and the fact that everyone's just now, they don't just go to work. You you go, you line up to be shuttled on a bus to go somewhere else to work on a plant, and it's um there's not that how this military coup just like removes all freedom of choice. It's just like you're now entered into this like 1984 style world where you're just cogs in the machine.
1: Indeed, and it has resonances for me things like um you know things that we might look at on our other show that um uh Anhui's boat people where you, you see what it's like in Vietnam sort of just after the Vietnamese war the Vietnamese war the Vietnam War has a very similar kind of thing where all these undesirables are moved somewhere else in the country and they're made to do shitty old jobs I mean in that case it's even worse because they're made to do um they're made to clean mines out of um Minefields <coughs> and it doesn't go well, but you know they have that concept of you know you 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 subjugate the populace, you take them away from their areas of um, where they're comfortable and maybe have power, and you just take take deroot them, and a lot of the power and that community spirit disappears. And these people are broken. I mean, the the people maybe that were supporting the uprising at beginning are utterly broken within two-thirds of the way through this film. I think
0: it's what you always find, though, when you have an uprising and then that uprising is beaten back. Mm. Um, it's, it can be said for many of the ideologies when, when that ideology loses. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger has talked to frequently when he's like done his speeches about you know how we shouldn't be like worshipping the Nazis, because obviously he grew up in Austria and he knew people who were obviously Members of the Nazi Party, and it's sort of like you know those people were losers when they, because they were came back and they'd lost the war. Their leader shot himself, and they were these people follow this ideology thinking they were great, and then they obviously find out well, no, we're not, and they're broken down. And I think this is what happens: We these people think they're having this big uprising, they're going to shift the balance, but no, the military might comes and spanks them all, and uh, now suddenly they're sort of like. Just dis- worse off than they were before
1: yeah that that's the thing about this film other than the sort of the shocking stuff the the the, the visceral, visceral I mean I've seen people compare this to 100 days of you know salo 100 days of whatever it's shit eating or whatever it's called um which is another film I've seen but a film I won't be bringing to this because that's <laughs> that's got that similar kind of eat the rich kind of vibe but well, it's. I was going to say it's less subtle, but this film isn't that subtle. <laughs> it's, it's, this film's more visceral and maybe a little less metaphoric. You know, it's it's actually showing things, but rather than just being gross <laughs> metaphors, <laughs> but but um, yeah, it, it just it just it just felt kind of real to me as well. I know it's a horrible thing to say, but we see it, don't we, across the world over the twentieth century. And into the twenty-first, that 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 uprisings are bloody, and the military tends to take over, and there are not happy endings. But at the end of the day, the military, and even in places that you think are quite nice, like Thailand, you know, the, the military take over when they don't fancy the 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 next government. Yeah, horrible, horrible. Um, I don't think I'd survive ten minutes. Mate. I don't know about you. I can't <laughs> say it would bode well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we don't think we're going to do the we're, uprising not, are we're we? not revolutionary
0: <laughs> stock. Until...
1: No. Which is a sh- you know, but there isn't a lot, you know, I guess that's the other thing that the film doesn't which is again the reason I just find some of the criticism so much. The film doesn't sit there with lots of slogans and there's no one thing that is missing is those big deep conversations where you're discussing what's going on. Yeah. This is all very much just about experiences and the now and people reacting. There's very few conversations between people which are about what's happened, about why it's happening, about the no, no discussion of reasons. It just happens. Yeah. There are people talking about, oh, where are we going to get the money to pay the ransom? There are people talking about um, where are going to get the money to, to get my wife to hospital? get her operation that that money is about the only thing i can really think people talk about yeah that even the even those soldiers that are holding all the people prisoner they're only talking about different ways to make money in fact they're fighting aren't they over who's gonna go and get the ransom for this person or that person everything's yes about money. it
0: is very much about uh, money. there's no deeper cause in in the uh... Mm. Kidnap farm or Torch farm, whatever you want to call it, um, you even have like the scene where they're they're showering people, and you've got like the commandant of the the sort of head honcho of this operation, and they're asking like when uh, Marianne's going to be showered. It's sort of like oh you you haven't missed it yet, and he's there eating a big sandwich. It's
1: all sort of like yeah. oh great, another Letchy prison movie that we're looking at. There is a bit of prison movie stuff in there as well I mean there's just and there's just these, these scenes that really stick with me um, so there's a bit where like one of the first people has their ransoms paid and they you know and, and these people have been raped and beaten and cattle probed, stuck up their asses and all that and, and you, this guy gets away and you feel this relief oh my god he's getting away and he gets out the door and you just hear this gunshot bang dead they've got all the money they're going to get in their kill it. and then a new layer of horror in that that group of people knowing they're never going to get out of here the minute that ransom is paid they're going to be killed it's horrific absolutely horrific it's more to me it's more horrific than any i don't know any sort of horror movie that i've ever watched with gore and arms falling off and stuff like that this is just i just can't because i just feel you know, you mentioned it. It happened here. You know? <laughs> I don't think it could happen in the UK. I just don't think we it could happen. But I, it, it does happen. It has happened in the 20th century. Um, quite close to home, it happened in Spain. It happened in um, in the in, in the Balkans. Well, you only right, you have
0: to look at lockdown. I mean, that wasn't too long ago. It's a less extreme version, but you know how we were all, our movements were all contro- controlled by the government. You know, we're only allowed mm. out an hour a day and you can't socialize. You can't, uh, you can only go from like your home to your workplace and stuff. It's.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, but Well, oh, you know, and, and, you know, you went, felt really guilty for going to Tesco's or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I was thinking back to that. I mean I guess this is when I watched this was at the end of that. But I was thinking, you know, when though when those first rules came in and we were all feeling very we were very compliant with well, this, weren't we? You and, were
0: thought you weren't sure who was watching and second you felt you weren't sure who was gonna shop you in. Because um over here we um we you know had you had the different um areas. We had a we were like in the the quarantine area, so I think it was free. And Ferum, who were our next town over, were like the non-quarantine, so they were like two. And you ended up having this bloody turf war, where they were had a sign hanging over the bridge then to Ferum and stuff sort of like "Stay out, tier-free scum." And it's like, wow, this is real great, people. This just took all of a week for everything to descend to chaos.
1: Oh yeah, and people hoarding. Oh yeah. You know, hoarding toilet roll it. and <laughs> yeah, and I, I was, you know, just uh, yeah. So, so you're right. It, 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 that well, that's not conspiracy theory the whole thing. You know, I think I think it was a genuine scenario, but probably the first time <laughs> in our lives that the government really took over in a really obvious way. I think they're in charge all the time. They they more they play us more subtly most of the time. But and that was without. I don't I don't think the army came in and told us to stay in our houses. No, Probably. no, I don't mean that we didn't. <laughs> no, did, no did, we did, just didn't happen in Reading, all, in Reading. all enjoyed
0: staying at home to Skype and complain at each other. <laughs>
1: And we've, and we've all got stories about the time we drove down the motorway and no one was there. And you think, yeah. Obviously, if we'd been in government, we'd have been having parties and all sorts. <laughs> Which, again, is, 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 is not too far. You know, this, this film's kind of suggesting that as well. Different, different world for those in power. Yeah. You know, if, there, if there's a criticism, it is a bit one note, it is a bit dark. Um, there isn't a lot to discuss. It's a it's a almost a visceral thing. The way that the camera you know, it's a lot of handheld camera work. You're very much involved. It's a it's a it's a it's a ride that you're on. It's a horrible ride, but you're very much part, you're very much complicit in some of the things. But there is um the discussion happens later or happen, it'll happen two days later in your dreams, probably, when you think how awful it was. But um, I just really enjoyed it, and I'm glad, you know, you, you clearly, I think you, you, yeah, you got I enjoy,
0: it as I, I well. certainly enjoyed it a lot more than other reviewers. enjoyed I mean, it's, it. It's not an experience it, I can see myself rushing to repeat, but I was certainly engaged with this film from start to finish, and it, I think it's only helped further by the fact it's only got a, a pretty short run time as well, so
1: yes so it's less than an hour and a half long i mean the credits go on for 10 minutes and you you don't need to watch them um so i think it's about hour and 20 in actual film runtime, which again is good now obviously i've now watched it twice in a four five month period and what i will say is the second time round there wasn't much there that i missed the first time if that makes sense yeah it's it's not a film which would reward multiple watches. I don't think there's a lot of subtle things happening around the edges that I didn't spot last time it's it's in your face it's subtle as a tin of spam as they say um but it wasn't hor- it wasn't horrible you know it wasn't like one of these three hour epics. <laughs> I'm thinking God when's it going to end and I managed to watch it quite quickly and briskly and and no new surprises but you know if if you've got Mumbai or you managed to pick it up cheap I'd really recommend it but just be aware it's relentless (laughs) cool
0: Um, so that's obviously our show for tonight thank you as always for listening if you haven't done already please do hit the like and subscribe button wherever you happen to be listening to us you can also check out our main show which is asian cinema film club uh which is available on this feed uh, if you haven't seen it already um and uh, as i said all our uh, social media is also under asian cinema film club uh we're on facebook twitter and instagram and you can check out our blog which is asian cinema film club dot but next time it is my turn to pick again and we're going to look at a Dutch film as we look at 2012's The Hunt. As uh, we've not looked at any Mad um in the short time we've been running the show. And I think with the remake of uh, Another Round on the Horizon with Leonardo DiCaprio, I think it's uh, time to look at some of his, uh, his Danish films, uh, which has produced some of his fantastic work. Because over here in in the you know the West, uh, we obviously know him better for playing villainous roles and playing Hannibal. And yet, in when we look at his Danish films, he's used his breadth of work from really engaging comedies to psychological dramas like this uh, films. And this is one that's been on my watch pile for quite a while, and uh, now it seems like a good excuse to uh, finally watch it.
1: Good because it's been on my watch pile for a while, and I've never watched it. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, he's obviously a a great actor, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing this. Yep. So we're going from social uprising Hopefully to mass it's quite, hysteria, quite as grim as this one.
0: <laughs> and it's also a chance to look at the worker Thomas Winterberg, who uh, co-founded the Dogma '95 movement with Lars von Trier. So that's obviously on the next episode. But until then, thank you for listening. Thanks to my co Stephen, pleasure as always. And uh, we'll be back next time to talk about the hunt. But until then, good night.